Hi there, you are listening to the Guitar Speak podcast. My name is Matt Wakeling and this is the show I produce in Sydney, Australia, where I speak to leading guitarists and guitar figures from all around the world. Thank you so much for joining me for episode number 102. Now today I speak with guitarist Drew Shirley from the Grammy award winning band Switchfoot who talks to me about their latest album Native Tongue. It was released earlier this month on January 18th and it is a fantastic record full of some classic Switchfoot moments and also seeing the band explore some new ground. As usual there are some really great guitar tones and guitar parts and it was a lot of fun talking through that with Drew in the time we had. So let's jump straight to it. Drew Shirley, welcome to the Guitar Speak podcast. Thank you. It's good to be here. Drew, I listened to Native Tongue, the the new Switchfoot album, last night. Man, congratulations. It's a great record. It's so diverse, but also with lots of, I guess you might call them classic Switchfoot moments. Thank you. It is. It's uh, album 11, and... uh... You know, it's it's an honor to have an 11 albums. First of all, it's one of those things I never imagined my wildest dreams happen. And here we are, we, we're able to still make music and loving it. And so we're, we feel like we're in a better place than we've been in a long time. Uh, this last year was a hiatus year. We actually took time off the road. We just stayed at home and recharged our batteries, reconnected with family. And just after 15 years of touring, it was about... <laughs> It was time for us to stop and take a break. And so now we're feeling recharged. We have new songs and we're just loving this new record as well. Very cool. Proud of it. Well, what's the writing process like for, uh, for the record? Yeah, so uh, each song's a little bit different. On some of them, John would write it on an acoustic guitar and just have a, you know, an idea of song. Um, melody and and chords and then we'll we'll just start trying to do a demo we we own our own studio uh, that we've built here in san diego mm-hmm. where we live so it's it's literally like all of our um you know workspace so we have our instruments set up we have cables everywhere we have lots of amps and lots of guitars around everywhere. Awesome. <laughs> Everything's always, always set up and ready to go. So then we'll just demo out probably 30 songs. And we'll spend a couple of few months just demoing out new material to the place where we're like, okay, so we just, we've got enough songs demoed. We need to pick from these. And um, then we'll kind of democratically make lists that are like, a list, B list, C list, and then we'll all kind of compare lists and talk about it and listen down to the songs and see which ones seem to go together to make a, a complete album. Sure, sure. And how much um, when you're demoing out? How much attention are you are you putting into guitar parts? Are you like already starting to think of dividing up parts between John and yourself? So, I yeah, guess a song like "Let It Happen" that's got a lot of lot of parts going on. What, what was the process with that, say, in pre-production? Right. Yeah, so that one, you know, John did the rhythm guitar parts and kind of had this idea, and, you know, it had programmed drums. Mm-hmm. And first thing we did, I think, was get the drums, live drums, to get the energy in there, and and we replaced that. And then um, stuck to some of the original 
you know, demo tracks that he had done for the rhythm parts. And then I come in later and kind of layer stuff on, you know, just add, you know, my role is kind of like, you know, bells and whistles and fleshing it out and Uh making, you know, interesting little uh, areas and tones and parts. I love finding those cool little things. So I'll spend a lot of time after the essential framework is done, just kind of making it weird or getting it a certain vibe. Nice. There's some um, there's some great guitar tones. I've I've been a fan of yours for a long time, and you you seem to um, maybe cross walk this line between just beautiful organic uh, tones and then just some crazy fuzz tones on uh, especially on a couple of tracks on on this record. The um, the solo in Let It Happen is beautiful, super melodic. Um, it's got a really interesting. It sounds like an octave fuzz, but not in a traditional sort of Hendrix sense what, what's going on with that one yeah John did that actually um, and if if I remember correctly he turned on a whole bunch of pedals <laughs> <laughs> like we like have it. we have multiple pedal boards in the, yeah, yeah. In the um, and we have multiple amps set up at all times and so it's really just like create something start turning on on off things and yeah turning things way up, but I, I know that that, you know, I have a, a big cheese in there by Love Tone. I have my signature Bun Runner pedal by JHS. Yeah. I have um, a, a custom boost that we kind of always use for driving amps to, to, to saturation. Uh-huh. Um, and it's not, it's not an octave. But there are a couple of places where I think there's a another guitar track oh, okay, that um, okay. gives it that octave sound. Ah, oh, cool, very cool. How about yeah. um, uh, there's two other big fuzz moments on the record I wanted to ask you about. Take my fire. That is just splatty goodness. What's what's going on yeah. with that? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that one's just straight. We love guitar fuzz sounds. You know, it's just. Um, I think one side of that was like Princeton with with um, um, Maliko makes a fuzz that we used a lot on that one oh, okay, um, yeah. called the B Assmaster, mm-hmm. which is a really cool fuzz. And um, I'm actually standing right in front of our amps right now as I'm talking to you in the studio. Nice. Um, and I have a this old white higher fidelity amplifier okay. that. Um, Sounds kind of like a fuzz pedal. It was made in the 50s by Fender, yeah. but it's oh. called White Higher Fidelity. Huh. And uh, I really love that one. It's a little eight inch, I think it's an eight inch speaker, I should look. But it's it's just gnarly. Like you can just, <laughs> that, that amp is so aggressive. Um, I think we used that one okay. for that song. Very cool. Um, on Dig New Streams, there's. I don't know. It reminded me a little bit of of Revolution era Beatles. The some of the guitar tones there, which are killer. What's what's with that one? Definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah. You know, we had a friend come in. His name's Tyler Chester. I think he worked on that one some with us, and Switchfoot produced it. And Tim and John had been have been massive Beatles fans for a long time. And so you're you're exactly on the right track with that one. It's all about kind of a Beatles. 
by Switchfoot. You know, we were like, is this too close? I don't know. <laughs> it might be. But it's right on that line of like, ah, oh, it's very Beatles inspired and um super proud of that one. And, you know, if, if you're into gear, that, that one's fun because Tyler's all, all analog guy and he's, um, you know, he brought in some of those projector amps made by a guy in LA oh, yeah, um, called yeah. Austin Hooks. Yeah, and he he makes these old Bell and Howell projectors into amplifiers. Fantastic! I love that idea. And um, get some great tube sounds through through uh-huh. those things. Very cool. That's that's it. And then it's kind of like an odyssey. That Dig New Stream song is like. It's an odyssey. It's like, I think it was a couple different songs at one point that we merged into that one song. And we we're like, well, if it's going to be kind of a Beatles thing, then why not? We can just put these together and, you know, it can change tempo and change feel right in the middle. And who cares? It's it's cool like that. That's awesome. That, that's going to be a lot of fun to play live, I, I imagine. Yeah, it will Excellent. Are you um, are you still using a lot of Elliott guitars, or did you pull any other guitars in for the sessions? I am. Yeah, I'm still, um, you know, fully sponsored and definitely using a lot of Elliott guitars and amplifiers. Actually, um, uh, I've got a signature model um, with Elliott guitars, and it's called the Royal Haven, and it's a fantastic. Yeah, guitar, that's beautiful. Yeah. It's like a junior and a cornet together and um yeah 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 you know awesome. you get that double cutaway vibe and it's very very usable like it's just andy makes some of the best guitars i've ever ever played i'm very lucky to to have a, a bunch of his guitars and um and his amps too i just designed a new amp model with him and i'll be playing it on this next tour um it's a 50 watt or 30 watt switchable um EL34 amp, like a Marshall, kind of like a blues ringer that can switch up into like a, you know, Marshall 50 watt. Um, so it's, it's fun. He's, he's a creative guy. He lives in North Carolina and he's, you know, kind of backwoods, mm-hmm. but really cool. So um, I call him a hickster cause he's like a hick, but he's a hipster <laughs> as well. So he's uh, he's making <laughs> That's some a of great the combination. best instruments I've ever heard, though. So, um, but yeah, in the studio, you know, honestly, to you know, like everybody, we just use whatever we want, and we'll use a lot of different guitars. Um, you know, Telecasters for sure. We've got a couple of good Tellies that are always on the records because um, it's just a classic single coil sound. Um, what other interesting guitars did we use? Gretsch a bit. Gretsch, uh-huh. I've got a couple of country gentlemen. Um, of course, the Les Paul for a few parts here and there. Um, sure. Got a nice. junior, an old coronet, like a 65 Epiphone coronet um, that I like to track. And then one of my favorite guitars I've got is a ES330, a Gibson ES330 um, hollow body. Um, hollow, yeah, yeah. Yep. Got P90. So it's got the trapeze tail piece. Trapeze tail piece. Red. That guitar is just magic. It's it's great. That's great. You seem to be a single coil kind of guy, or in recent years anyway. I am. I am. And 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 even when I have to play a Les Paul, I I prefer one with P90s. (laughs) 
Nice, nice. Sounds great. Well, um, Drew, thanks for your time. I know you've got a bunch of other press to do today, so I need to let you go. But um, great talking to you. I was really excited to hear the album and uh, dug all the songs and, and the tones. And um, hope to see you back in Australia soon. We'll definitely make our way to Australia, you guys. I want to say thanks for listening to all our fans and that this album is dedicated to you, um, making our music the soundtrack to your life. So thanks so much, Matt. And... Um, Good luck with everything with Guitar Speak, and um, I look forward to uh, searching this, searching online and find this interview and see how we did. <laughs> All right, there you go, my conversation with Drew Shirley. I loved speaking with him. That was really cool, and I'd love to do a longer-form interview with Drew in the future, so fingers crossed for that. Stay tuned. But in the meantime, definitely check out Switchfoot's new album, Native Tongue out now and um, full of Drew's great playing and, and great songwriting and performances from the band. Okay, just about time to go, but remember, we are on Facebook and Instagram. We love to hear from you there. And you can listen to any of our previous 101 episodes with some amazing guitarists from all around the globe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts. And uh, also, we're on guitarspeakpodcast.com. You can check us out there, too, for all the all the latest. Okay, my name's Matt Wakeling. You've been listening to the Guitar Speak podcast. Thanks for joining me. I'll catch you next time. Bye now.